Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden, and I hope you're excited for this brand new month where we will be diving into a four-week series on wisdom. And hey, if you've been enjoying these weekly episodes as much as we have been here at Team Brilliant, then we want to encourage you to check us out on brillianttv.com for more incredible content. All right, so on to this new theme of wisdom, where we are going to be stepping into an upgraded mindset with God. Today, we are breaking off double-mindedness, and we're learning to reset our focus away from the negatives and onto who God is for us. I love some of these tangible activations that you're about to hear from Graham. One of my favorites is that we get to be fascinated with who God is for us. Because when we're completely taken in by the majesty of God, it suddenly becomes impossible to see our circumstances as being bigger than He is. It just puts everything back into perspective. What's also empowering is that we get to make predetermined choices about how we're going to handle the negatives in life. I mean, think about this. How many times have you found yourself automatically reacting to your circumstances in the pressure of the moment? Don't worry, it seems to happen to the best of us somehow. But here's a better thought. What if it's possible that we don't have to be caught off guard by our negative circumstances? And what if those difficult moments are actually teaching us how to think with the mind of Christ and how to revel in the beauty of His majesty. Well, it's not too good to be true, and I'm so excited that you're here with us today as Graham Cook teaches us to overcome being double-minded. All behavior is drawn from our perception of who we are in Jesus. Perception is always empowered by thinking. And thinking produces a particular language that governs our confession. Whether that confession is good or bad, it's the same process. Confession guarantees our experience, and it's either going to guarantee a negative experience or an absolutely stunning encounter with God. But a person in two minds is always unstable. We're just tossed to and fro. Whenever our perception does not agree with God's view of us, we can't walk with Him as He requires. And we can't receive from Him what He wants to release in us and to us. I really love this process of our thinking. I love how God wants to partner up with us in this whole dynamic. Whenever our perception does not agree with God's view of us, then we cannot walk with Him as He requires. And we cannot receive from Him what He wants to release in us and to us. When we give the power of agreement to a negative perception, we not only damage our emotions, but also our thinking makes us captive. When we focus on all that we feel is wrong in our lives and our circumstance, we empower them to become bigger than the majesty of God. What you focus on, you empower. Every time you focus on a negative, you give life to it. Listen, guys, 
we were created to magnify. And we will either magnify the negatives in our lives or we'll magnify the true nature of God and who He wants to be in us, for us, and through us. There's no doubt the enemy wants to stir up doubt in our thinking. He wants to get you in a place of uncertainty about the nature of God and your true identity in Christ. The very first temptation ever was to doubt God's word and his integrity. Has God said was the serpent's question to Adam and Eve. It's still one of the enemy's favorite questions because he's desperate to take our focus off of God's sufficiency and get us to magnify our own fear of lack and inadequacy. His hope is to get you to try to meet your own needs your own way, which never turns out well. We have to be intentional in our focus. Here's a few of the ways to do that. Firstly, be fascinated with who God is for you. That's why worship is so important in renewing our minds and refreshing our hearts. In worship, thanksgiving and praise, we begin to see him as big as he really is. It's why worship is not an option for us. It's a necessity. It's not just the warm-up before the teaching on a Sunday morning, for goodness sake. Worship's a lifestyle. It's where we come every day to renew ourselves in the majesty of God. And then we can respond to what we see and encounter in Him. So worship focuses our thinking and it focuses our lives on how much bigger He is than anything that faces us. My favorite question in Jesus here is, how do you see me changing in this circumstance? How should I partner with you in this situation? What I'm doing here is allowing God to shape the stance in my circumstance, because that's growth. Any mindset focused on a negative makes us captive to the enemy. A mindset on the majesty and supremacy of God sets us free to see Him and see ourselves in Christ as big as He created us to be. And we can become so fascinated with who He is for us, with who He is through us, and who He is in us, so that it becomes impossible to see any challenge, any opposition, any lack as more overwhelming than he is. Secondly, start making predetermined choices. You don't want to choose your focus under pressure. You need to choose it from a place of rest and peace because that's always where we see and think best. So before you get into a crisis, start thinking about how would I handle negative circumstances and what would be a good predetermined choice? And write those things down in your journal. Look back over the last 12 months or so and think, what are the, what are the situations that have been difficult for me? 
and how could I handle them differently? Because you know that if you didn't learn from them, they're going to come back around. Yeah, so think about those and think about what should I choose when that situation comes back around. Yeah, and that becomes the ground of our learning. Predetermined choices can accelerate us in so many ways. David wrote in Psalm 57, verse 7, My heart is fixed, O Lord, my heart is fixed. And as he often was in his early years, David was in a time of difficulty. If you read his story, you, you can read all about the, the problems and the crises that he faced. And how in those times, he'd already fixed his heart to focus on worshipping the Lord and magnifying him. It was a predetermined choice that he made before the situation arose. I'm going to exalt the Lord above any opposition against him. That's why he was so ready when Goliath came along. And he was confident, he was poised, he was purposed. And his whole manner in that situation declares that he'd already come to a place in God that he wasn't going to be shifted out of predetermined response. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. In other words, what is God thinking, not what is my situation dictating to me. It's like an anchor set before the storm hits. You choose where you will focus your thinking. Thirdly, exercise your will. The will is our prime vehicle for cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Exercising our will doesn't mean we try to control our thinking. It means we allow Him to think with the mind of Christ in us. My favorite verse here in this context is Philippians 2.13. It is God who is at work in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. His good pleasure means he enjoys it. <laughs> this fascinates me. That he totally loves the part about changing our will and empowering us to partner with him. So I kind of think that if it's enjoyable for him, then he's going to make it enjoyable for us too. Remember, what you focus on, you give power to. So we're not focusing on what not to think. We're focusing on what God is thinking instead. We take negative thoughts captive by finding the opposite God thought instead. So for example, instead of thinking harshly about someone, we can be thinking about kindness, love, and God's grace for that person. Instead of thinking about my own needs, I could be thinking about, how generous I can be for the Lord's sake. You know you love that one, right? <laughs> Instead of thinking how irritated I am by this person, I can be thinking about how I can show that person the love of God. Here's the thing about learning. Always make it enjoyable and delightful. Because God is enjoying changing you in this process. And as we partner with God to change our thinking, the fruit of the Spirit, which is His nature in us, 
upgrades our emotions to match His good pleasure. The thing I love about God and my learning is always happy to teach me. He's always happy to show me something new. He's always delighted in showing me the upgrade that's available in the situation that I'm facing.